next on the 5 o'clock report. Let's carry this thing to the finish line. I want you to vote. Things are a toss-up. There's no power, no service. It's bad. What happened? Bad. Yes, cantar! There's nothing like it in the history of America. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. The eyes of the nation on the peach state today as Georgians go to the polls in a U.S. Senate runoff election for the one remaining seat there. Let's carry this thing all the way to the finish line. Former football player, now Republican candidate Herschel Walker, whose campaign battle with Democrat Raphael Warnock has seen plenty of mud flung by both sides. A Walker win puts the Senate at 50-50, though ties go to Democrats, with their party controlling the White House right now. Warnock's final plea to Georgia Democrats could be summed up in a single word. I want you to vote! I'm gonna get out and vote, vote, vote. 1.8 million early ballots were already cast in the Peach State. I feel like things are a toss-up. It could go either way. The Democrats have control already, but just getting another voice in there, Republican voice, so I'm for that. A Georgia elections official says a final result might not be available tonight. Call it the night the lights went out in Carolina. North Carolina investigators still piecing together a pair of crime scenes, key power substations which vandals shot up over the weekend, leaving tens of thousands of residents in the dark. To my house, there's no power, no service, so all the food in my fridge it's just gone bad. It's bad. What, what happened? Bad. More from CBS's Mark Strassman. Traffic lights are out. Generators are on. And people in Moore County, North Carolina, feel challenged by crisis. It's devastating. What's the temperature in the house? Right now it's probably about 55. Steve and Meg Wilkins are bracing for another uncomfortable night. Take you off? Absolutely. Uh, this is not what I wanted to be doing today, trying to live by flashlights in the evening. Now to Ukraine, where the people there know malicious power outages all too well, as Russian missiles continue a calculated pattern of destruction designed to freeze Ukrainians during the winter. It was a frenzied attack on cities and towns across Ukraine. But Moscow's assault might have been far worse, were it not for Ukrainian missile defense forces shooting most of the missiles out of the sky. Yes, contact! But that's small comfort for those who paid the ultimate price, including Olha Trosina's Two neighbors. They were seeing off their son and daughter-in-law, she says. They went outside to wave goodbye, and they were killed. CBS's MTS tie-up. Also today, another blast at a Russian airfield. There have been at least three, and Russia says they were caused by Ukrainian drones. Ukraine's not denying it, but one reporter said it was, quote, karma for Russian invaders. Defense and strategic studies expert Stephen Quackenbush thinks it is Ukraine behind those Russian blasts and says the reason's pretty simple. Ukraine wants to demonstrate demonstrate that, well, Russia can can attack us, but we can attack Russia as well. Today is Armed Forces Day in Ukraine, and President Vladimir Zelensky made a surprise visit to the front lines to thank Ukrainian soldiers in person. Back to Washington. Is the Twitter FBI Hunter Biden laptop thing a non-story? Well, to hear White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre tell it it is. We see this as a, a distraction. Uh, that is a that is a full of uh, old news. But Republican who are about to take control of the House say it's a political bombshell about to go off. Kentucky Representative James Comer tells Fox News President Biden and his son Hunter have done more than just bend some rules. There's nothing like it in the history of America. We've never had a family that has influence peddled 
to this degree. Ohio Representative James Jordan on Hannity. The way you stop it is to get the facts, everything out there, like Elon Musk has started, but we're going to continue. You get the facts out there. That's the first step into making sure this kind of baloney and garbage never happens again. New Twitter boss Elon Musk says more documents are forthcoming detailing the relationship between his predecessors and the Biden administration. Incoming House Democratic Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries calling out former President Trump over recent comments insisting the Constitution should be suspended. The Constitution is sacredly obligatory upon all. That means you, Donald. Speaking to reporters, Jeffries quoted part of George Washington's farewell address. President Biden hosting Apple CEO Tim Cook this afternoon during a visit to a new computer chip plant in Arizona. White House economic advisor Brian D. says new multi-billion dollar investments from the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company are a result of the president's economic plan. Apple is the company's largest customers. That comes as another major name in tech prepares to hit the delete key on a lot of jobs. Intel is planning to cut hundreds of jobs according to official state filings. The company has decided to eliminate 90 jobs at Intel's headquarters complex in Santa Clara and over 100 jobs in Folsom. Intel follows the latest in a number of tech companies laying off workers in Northern California. An estimated 14 companies have decided to cut jobs that have impacted around 7,700 employees. Jordan Christmas. NBC News Radio. CEOs of major companies have different views on whether a recession is coming our way. They all spoke to CNBC and J.P. Morgan Chase's Jamie Dimon says inflation could bring about a recession. Walmart's CEO notes consumers are changing their shopping habits due to inflation. As Doug McMillan describes shoppers as more budget conscious than they've been in a while. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Emmy-winning actress Kirstie Alley died Monday after a short battle with cancer. The star of Cheers and the movie Look Who's Talking was 71. Hey, everybody, guess what? We got married! <laughs> we, we just ran off to the Justice of the Peace before we could change our minds. We're a little bit crazy, aren't we? She won the Emmy for her breakout role in the hit sitcom Cheers that ran for 12 years on NBC from 1982 to 93. And a true sign of the times in which we live, Oxford Dictionary's 2022 Word of the Year is actually two words, Goblin Mode. It was chosen by the public in a two-week-long vote. Goblin Mode, if you're not familiar, is defined as a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy. Welcome to the 21st century. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, what did Letitia James know and when did she know it? Should New Yorkers pay slavery reparations? And bringing the message of the nativity to life in Pennsylvania. Hi, I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast. It will stay drab and cloudy tonight through tomorrow with a little rain or drizzle from time to time. Temperatures not moving much, spending much of the time in the 40s or low 50s. On Thursday, mainly cloudy, a little chillier with high temperatures mostly in the 40s. Thank you, Kevin. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and PA. Some documents appear to reveal that New York Attorney General Letitia James had pre-election knowledge of sexual allegations against her top aide. Newly released internal documents obtained by the New York Post indicate James was aware of allegations against former Chief of Staff Ibrahim Khan, who has since resigned, and they show she didn't choose to reveal the information until after her re-election. 
Complaints were filed against Khan by two women on October 2nd, which was well before the elections, and documents show Khan was then ordered to work remotely and also to refrain from socializing with OAG staff. Several state Republican leaders are now calling for a probe into why James kept the scandal under wraps until after the elections. Liz Warner, NBC News Radio, New York. To the southern tier now, still looking for clues as to what sparked a major fire in Elmira Heights last night. A plume of smoke from the abandoned Prescott Avenue warehouse was visible for miles. That same building was scorched by an arson fire five years ago. Next year, EasyPass users will see a 5% hike along the New York State Thruway. I thought this was a road that was supposed to be paid for years ago, so I'm still confused why we have to still pay for it. But some are defending the move. I think, frankly, it's a modest proposal. The average commuter that uses EasyPass will see an increase of pennies on their commute. Mike Elmendorf with Associated General Contractors of New York State tells News 9. Pavement conditions are getting worse. You're seeing potholes on the thruway. That shouldn't happen on a road that you pay to use. Non-Easy Pass users could see a whopping 75% toll hike in New York. The authorities' plan calls for a second 5% toll hike five years down the road from the first one. Nearly 20 SUNY schools facing massive structural or projected budget shortfalls. United University Professions says Buffalo State faces a projected deficit of $16 million, while SUNY Fredonia faces $16.8 million. The education union says deficits pose a real threat to the future survival of public higher education in western New York. That news comes just one day after the SUNY system announced a new chancellor. Some New York politicians have renewed their push for a law that would lay the groundwork for slave reparations. A previous measure called for creating a commission to study the impact of slavery and providing reparations, but failed to pass the legislature. Well, it's now being revised. Included among the reparations to be discussed are direct compensation, restitution of rights and property, psychological or mental health rehabilitation, and a government apology. Opponents say reparations would hurt race relations. There's no way to determine how much should be paid or whether there will be an exemption for those whose ancestors came to the U.S. decades after slavery was abolished. And they're also likely illegal. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. Thanks, Jeremy. To Pennsylvania now, Philly DA Larry Krasner calling on a state court to halt impeachment proceedings against him. You're going to find that we make exceptions. And we make exceptions because we use our discretion, and using our discretion, we determine that this is what we should do. Michael Satin is an attorney for Krasner. Satin points out a prosecutor has, in his words, a tremendous amount of discretion when it comes to charging decisions in Pennsylvania and federal law prohibit a legislator from interfering with that discretion. That's KYW's Jim Melwert. Representative Martina White tells Fox News. People are sick and tired of seeing the crime decimate their neighborhoods. And I think that what Larry Krasner is doing has to stop. The impeachment trial itself set to begin January 18th. If you can't beat them, join them. That seems to be the case when it comes to Pennsylvania Republicans and mail-in voting. After years of fighting the concept, the GOP now admits election night losses taught them that the train has left the station. Larry Tabus is chairman of the Pennsylvania Republican Party. Mail-in balloting is a critical component, and if we want to win elections, we have to focus on it. Tom Mahaffey is a Republican representative in the Harrisburg area. As someone who's an elected official, I'll take votes in person or by mail-in ballots, as long as they vote for me. <laughs> right. In the race for governor this year, Democrat Josh Shapiro received over a million mail-in votes. Republican Doug Mastriano, just 200,000. 
And nothing says Christmas like live nativity scenes, and that holiday tradition continues this weekend in rural Pennsylvania. Three Springs Ministry near Wellsboro will host a live nativity scene Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So people not only hear the story, but they see the story. They certainly smell the story because there's lots of animals all throughout the whole thing. They touch the story as they're in the barn sitting on straw bales and um, seeing this whole experience play out in front of them. Founder Jeff Rush says it takes a crew of several hundred to pull off the biblical story of Christmas Live. When people come to this live nativity, they are not just hearing the story, they are experiencing the story in a full immersive type of experience. That live nativity scene has grown much over the years and Rush says it's worth the effort because it helps people grow in their faith. They can accommodate up to a thousand people a night for each night they put on the Christmas tradition in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Another day of rant on Wall Street. Selling once again seemed driven by general economic concerns centered around recessionary fears. Analysts are continuing to weigh how rough a recession may be, and markets are awaiting several significant job, economic, and inflation reports over the next week, heading into the next Federal Reserve meeting. Facebook parent Meta lost nearly 7% on the session, and oil stocks were dragged down lower as a sector, oil closing at $74 a barrel today. The Dow losing 350 points, the S&P 500 dropped 57, and the Nasdaq fell 225. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at Ambassador Advisors Com. All right, thank you, Dave. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Sometime this Christmas season, you'll probably hear a reference to jolly old St. Nicholas. Well, he was a real person. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Money Wise Minute. We don't know much about Nicholas, at least not with certainty, but we do know he died on December 6th in the year 345 and that he was a Christian bishop in the land we now know as Turkey. Nicholas eventually became the inspiration for Claus, as the Dutch call him, or as we say in our part of the world, Santa Claus. Down through the ages, people have told many stories about Nicholas. While it's impossible to separate fact from legend, there's there's no doubt these stories were inspired by Nicholas' great generosity. So may jolly and generous St. Nick be a role model for each of us. Connect with a certified kingdom advisor who's been trained to deliver financial advice that aligns with your Christian values by visiting our website, moneywise.org. Okay, now coming up on the 5 o'clock report... What's that in the rearview mirror? You know why I pulled you over? Here goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Later in the week, I am watching a system in the late Friday-Saturday time frame. It could bring some accumulating snow to parts of our region, particularly the Twin Tiers elevated areas. But uh, that is iffy right now. We'll keep you posted. In the meantime... It will stay drab and cloudy tonight through tomorrow with a little rain or drizzle from time to time. Temperatures not moving much, spending much of the time in the 40s or low 50s. On Thursday, mainly cloudy, a little chillier with high temperatures mostly in the 40s. Thank you very much, Kevin Williams. Finally at 5, it's the conversation no driver wants to have. Hello, officer. What's the problem? Get out of the car. I don't think I was speeding. Was I weaving or something? Shut your mouth, sir. However, in one upstate New York village this Christmas season... I was expecting a ticket. Drivers getting pulled over there are instead getting a pleasant surprise. I'm not going to give you a 
something else. That's something else. $100 in cash on the spot, courtesy of the Lake Placid Police Department. A secret donor made the program possible, and this driver was among those grateful for the vehicular grace. So you get what's coming to you, and this is definitely not what I thought was coming to me. <laughs> Lake Placid Police Chief Chuck Dobson. If someone gets pulled over by the police, they're expecting a, what could be a negative interaction because they might drive away with a ticket. This gives us the opportunity at the officer's discretion to frighten someone stay instead. This officer says the cops are having just as much fun with it as the drivers are. It's nice to just be able to go out and, as opposed to, you know, giving someone a ticket, be able to say, hey, you know what, here, have a better day, here's $100. And perhaps best of all, the drivers say they'll be paying it forward. Get some Christmas gifts for a family member or something like that, you know, pay it forward. Somebody that doesn't have a lot going on right now. I'm going to give it to my guys so they can spend it on their families for Christmas. And that's the spirit of the season. A bit of the world we live in for Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.